so crazy. Now you mentioned gospel and we were talking beforehand about Big Mama got the AM gospel radio station blaring, got Bobby Jones on the TV before yes, you sir. go to Sunday school and you're listening to Williams Brothers, Jackson Seven Ls, Pilgrim Jubilees, Mighty Clouds of Joy. Mm. And so what was it about those old school gospel quartets that shaped your singing style and how you were able to mesh that with the R&B and pop stylings of what you were hearing on the radio or through friends? You know, man, it was just, it's just so, you know, church is so, you know what I'm saying? No matter what I would try to get away from that. If you look at all of the people that Teddy dealt with singer wise, they were soul singers, Aaron Hall, Joe Stone Street. A lot of people may not know him, Illis, you know what I'm saying? Like crazy, but he did baby, baby, won't you be mine? But he didn't, he didn't continue with the group, but that dude, listen to me. Y'all think Dave Hollister's dope? <laughs> Street is the that's why the group was called Black Street because his last name was literally Street Stone Street. But, um, yeah, ill dude, Chauncey, Eric, Mark, you know, what I'm saying Levi, you ain't gonna really like it. Ain't too many singers that came through that that regime of guy slash Black Street or you know, whatever he was doing that weren't church dudes, you know, what I'm saying because. That's really what it is. It's just you change what you're singing about. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I think the quartet sound and Chauncey and Eric were in a gospel group before they became R&B singers. Like, so that's the that's usually Aaron Hall's brother's a prophet, a pre preacher. You know, all of this is um, and that's why now I think with with the music that I've evolved into, and I couldn't really put my finger on exactly which what it was until this past year when I did the new project, it because it's a mesh, man. You know, you could grow up in church, but obviously you grow as a person. So you're exposed to other music. You're exposed to other things. So, you know, I think that's what made Teddy dope. So he could take The Lord Is Real, okay? That song, The Lord Is Real, that was on the, the Another Level project. He took that song, but it was an Elder Bart sample. Time will reveal. He took that and made it The Lord Is Real. And it sounded like, you know, a church record, even though the chords and everything. And that's one of the, the gifts Teddy had because, you know, Teddy's self-taught. Teddy don't read music. Teddy sit down on the keyboard and just start playing what he hear. He could play anything. So that's a whole nother story. But, you know, that's why I think, and Teddy started in the church, okay? So that's why I think you hear that in the music. Um, I think, you know, the church has played a, a, a huge role in birthing, especially R&B music. You know what I mean? Definitely. And then hip hop, you know, started in New York. Uh, so Ted brought that into the music. You know what I mean? So it's just an evolution. Yes, for me, Teddy is my favorite producer of all time. And Ooh. I tell people this, the first album that got me listening to gospel music was the Winans Return album with his time and a friend. And listen, one thing about him, I think that production-wise, yeah, like you said, for his era and his time frame, and even just on a larger scale, like, there's nobody really seeing him, because he just, you know, that's a gift. Again, that's something, like, you're blessed with that, to wake up one day and start playing, you know, in church, and now you can play anything you can hear. People don't do that. That's like, you know, that's weird. Not weird, but it's a miracle. You know what I'm saying? So it's a gift. 
Yeah, it's a gift and, and it's it's a miracle in that God predetermines, you know what I mean? So he was already, before he was born, God said, this is you, this is what I'm gonna give you. You know what I mean? So mm. um, I think he's just one of the most innovative producers as well. Even, you know, and I think that's what, for his time, he was super innovative. He was doing things that nobody was doing. Right, and as we know, with most labels, they're very risk averse, very bottom line about appealing to the shareholders and do what you have to do to get on top 40 or urban radio. And if it's too far ahead, then it's a big risk for them. Yeah, that's why now is the best time in the world, bro, because you don't really need them. You can you can break forth without that now. Because the yeah, game do it totally yourself. Changed. Yeah, it has totally changed. And the world is is yearning for something different, you know what I'm saying? Musically. That's why I feel like I'm excited like I was back in Chad's room, man. Because the music that I'm making now is so out of the box. It's so not limited. It's so not genre specific. It's not going to sound like gospel music, you know, because right. it's been labeled gospel music, but it has to sound a certain way, which to me is kind of crazy because if you're talking about this, the things that, if you're talking about the gospel in your music, what, what does it matter how it sounds audibly? But, you know, that's just the world we live in where people want to compartmentalize things that they don't understand. And that's why I feel like a lot of what I'm doing now is for, because I feel like I'm at that place where I was with capital, but I'm able to do what I want to do because I can do it on my own and I can put forth what is organic for me. And I don't have to try to make the church like it, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end right. of the day, it's for it's for the world. 